Thank you. Well, that um, worship was amazing, wasn't it? Oh, there it is. Thank you. Um, Sam, I just, um, when you were worshipping, I just had a picture and um, you were worshipping and leading um, a whole bunch of people, not like this size, like football ground size people and as you started to just worship and as you just started strumming your guitar and it was it was really simple and it was really a bit like you've done tonight um but as you started to worship I saw a picture of the Holy Spirit just completely envelop like the the stadium wherever you were and people's lives were getting changed just because of the way you were worshipping and people were falling to the ground, they're crying out to know how to get saved and people just getting released. So I just, I bless you in that. You are a tremendous worshipper and you have an amazing anointing. Um, So I just share that. Yay. Thank you. I'm not very technical with these things. So, hello everyone. Good evening. Um, I'm going to share a little bit about, um, thanks babe, uh, a new community project um, that is going to be starting in Litchett Matravers in a couple of weeks' time. And I'm just going to share um, how it's come about, share a little bit about the journey, uh, why we're doing it, and um, how you can get involved if you want to. Okay, so hopefully my little clicky thing will work and I won't break it, Chris. Okay, so um, there is a new project about to start and it's going to be very exciting. Um, But you want to know what it is and why are we doing it? So first of all, we heard about a community project running in Shaftesbury. And um, it was a really good project. Uh, Charlesbury has a population of about 7,500 people. Um, and they were really meeting a need in the community. Um, they discovered that there was a lot of poverty in Charlesbury. It's hard to believe, isn't it? Can you see? It's hard to believe that there is um, any hungry people out there in Dorset, but there is. Um, and... What they were doing was meeting a need and it was very successful. And some of us in the lighthouse heard a little bit about this and we thought, hmm, this is interesting. So on the 20th of January, beginning of the year, um, Helen Crowd and her team visited the lighthouse and they came and shared a little bit about their vision and what they were doing. Um, Now, I work full-time in a local secondary school and I was aware of this um, lunch and this meeting but it was on a work day for me and I just thought, do you know what, I'd really like to go to that, I'd really like to hear what they have to say Um, but it's a work day so, you know, that's it, I can't go. So I didn't write it on the calendar, just forgot about the date and just thought, okay, that's that, never mind. Um, But then... I'd had a recent operation and I was recovering and I'd gone back to work but I got a corneal ulcer in my eye and I had to have the week off because it was really painful and I couldn't see anything. Um, so I wasn't feeling 100% but I was off um, off work and not setting the alarm, just sort of waking up whenever I did. And 
Heather woke me up with a text. It's fine, Heather. <laughs> and it was 10 o'clock in the morning, so I do like to sleep quite a bit. 10 o'clock in the morning, and my phone woke me up, and the text from Heather was, um, I really think you need to be at this meeting. And I was thinking, what meeting? Oh, I don't know what it is. And then it, it suddenly twigged, oh, I know, it's when Helen and the team are down. Um, and I think it started at half ten. So I leapt out of bed, jumped in the shower, was here by 20 to 11. And Heather was right. I was meant to be at this meeting. So they shared their vision and some of us actually caught the vision. And you know what? When that happens, a seed starts to get planted in your heart, doesn't it? Um, and you suddenly think, wow, yeah, this sounds really exciting. Um, maybe I could be a part of something similar to this. And there was like-minded people in the room and they caught the vision too and the Holy Spirit starts to working on our hearts. And that's always a dangerous thing, isn't it? In a good way. But you think, okay, Lord, what, what are you saying? What, what do you want us to do here? Um, so that's kind of like the beginning so I wrote on a form, on a piece of paper, when everyone wanted feedback, um, you had to kind of write down, where did you see yourself with this? Did you want to be a part of this if we did something in Litchit or surrounding areas? Um, and um, what would it look like for you? So I stupidly wrote on my piece of paper, I would love to head up something like this. And somebody read that and they went, oh, great. I was waiting for someone to write that. And I was like, oh, my word, what have I done now? But God started something down here. And I just, I knew I had to write it. I couldn't see how it was going to happen. Um, I was working full time and I was just like, oh, I have no idea how this is going to pan out. But I knew I had to be a part of it. So, um between January and sort of May half term, I went up to Shaftesbury a couple of times and met with Helen and the team. And I just looked at what they were doing. And basically, they were just meeting a need in the community by um, opening the doors of Father's House and having like a coffee shop environment. And people could come in and get free coffee and cake. But it was more than that. Because um, if they had um, a specific need, there was a team of people that could meet the need. And up in Shaftesbury, they do um, budget coaching. They help people write CVs. If people are in debt, they can um, help them sort that out. Um, there are some people that are very knowledgeable about giving benefits advice and housing advice. Um, and they really were starting to get busy and people's lives were getting touched. And I liked what I saw. I liked the model. I liked the structure. And I thought, Yay, maybe we could do something like this down here. And other people were saying the same thing. Um, Sue and Al came up to Shaftesbury with me, and I know Tim and Debs and Julie Hawkins went up there, and they caught the vision and saw it um, in action, really. So we started talking to each other. We started meeting, and we started saying to one another, okay, let's see if we can recreate something similar um, and, and meet the needs of the people in our area. So... Um, Tim and Debs organised a massive painting work party over Easter um, at the Youth Hut in Litchfield Matravers. Um, if anyone's been in the Youth Hut, um, 
going back a year or so, it was not a nice place to be. It was cold. Um, there was no carpet. It looked horrible, but we used it anyway because um, it was a good place. Um, so people signed up and there was an awful lot of painting that went on. This is what it used to look like. There's some faithful people painting away. And um, yeah, people were really good. And people that couldn't come baked cakes and we ate cake and we painted um, for nearly two weeks. So a few of us continued to gather and pray and we decided that we would call this new community project Open House, which is what they call it in Shaftesbury. They're Open House Shaftesbury and they wanted to um, uh, work alongside us. They were happy for us to use the same name. So we've become Open House Litchima Travers. And this is the team. This is the people that have stepped up and said they want to be a part of this. Apologies, people. I've got all your pickies off Facebook. <laughs> so if you don't like them, I'm sorry, but you've posted them on your page. <laughs> so, um, yeah, some people can be involved um, on a weekly basis. Others want to do a little bit more on the sidelines. Um, but these lovely bunch of people have said that they are committed to open house. So what's it going to look like down here? That's a little bit about what it's going to look like. So we came up with a name. We've got a bunch of people that really want to go for it. Um, and we needed something that we could start um, using to advertise. So the lovely Danny Wilson came up with a logo for us. And if you look in that funny E at the top in open is actually an open door. Can people see that? Yay. So Danny came up with the logo and um, Lauren helped me put that card together. I had an idea. I wasn't very good at graphics and Lauren was very patient. And over a couple of days, we, we came up with that. And I really wanted um, the community to know that we were working hand in hand with what was already going on. There's an awful lot of good stuff that goes on in our community. Um, and we don't want to reinvent the wheel, but we do want to work with other people that are out there. So um, on the right, you can see the sorts of things that we're going to be offering. Um, food aid and crisis packs. Um, we've managed to set up links with um, Corfe Mullen Food Bank and um, the local food bank in Wareham. Um, Corfe Mullen Food ba Bank um, it works out of St. Nicholas's Church um, and the lady there um, is very happy to supply us with packs. Um, the Wareham Food Bank works slightly differently. Um, if you have someone that has a need, basically a text gets sent out and um, food packs get delivered to their houses. So um, that's one thing that we wanted to do. Um, Community nursing advice, the lovely Sue Gale um, did an awful lot of uh, community nursing when she was working and she's very knowledgeable in that area. She's got a lot of expertise and there's a lot of elderly in the area that are very isolated um, and often need help. So um, this is across all, all ages. Um, budget coaching, um, a few of us have actually just done a recent budget coaching course and we've hooked him with FaithWorks Wessex 
and Derek Damon, um, who heads up Money Matters there, um, he's been uh, teaching some, some of us how to help people um, that are in a mess with their finances. We can give parenting advice, family support, mentoring, whether that's young people, older people. Um, these are the sorts of things that we want to offer. So what we've decided to do is um, open up the youth hut every Wednesday and see what happens, basically. It's a bit of a step of faith, um, but this is really what we want to do. We want to be able to reach people where they're at um, and hopefully um, some of these things that you see on the card are some of the things we're going to be busy with. I had um, I had a 13-year-old boy last week in school come and find me. It's a brand new year group. I didn't know him, but he sought me out and um, he sat and he cried in my office and he just said, I feel depressed and I have no idea why. And he's 13, year, 13 years old. And that broke my heart because, you know, at 13 you shouldn't be depressed, should you? You really shouldn't. I've also been in contact with um, Lichard Minster School. There's a guy who heads up their inclusion unit called John Carlo. He's a new member of staff and he's really keen to hear about what we're doing. And for a lot of young people, they don't fit into the mould of school life. They find it really difficult. And, you know, maybe we can offer some mentoring to some young people that just feel like they don't fit. Um, but they get squeezed into this mould and they find it really difficult. Um, and school life sometimes is not a good place for them. So we're kind of reaching out to as many people as possible in various different ways. So the key objectives is we want to serve the community in a practical way. And all of those things that you see listed there is what's on our hearts. So whenever you start up a new project, you have to have job descriptions and volunteer agreements and all the paperwork needs to be in place. It's really important. So started getting busy with writing some of those things. Um, the team, uh, we invited Helen Crowd and Andy from Shastri to come down and do some training with us because they're, they're like a year and a bit along the line with their journey and they, um, they know what it's like to succeed and they know the areas that maybe they haven't done so well in. So we kind of like, we were like sponges just sucking um, up all that they had to share with us. Um, and uh, within the training, there was some role play and um, Helen was very good at giving us different scenarios. You know, someone walked through the door and they had this, this and this. What's it going to look like? What are you going to say? We're like, we don't know. <laughs> We're not sure yet. Can you help us? So she was really good at giving us some advice. And that was a, a fun day. And then the other thing that we decided to do um, was to start networking out to all the other agencies in the area. Because um, it's all very well putting a sign out and expecting people to walk through the door. But are they really going to? Some will. Um, but you want to be able to network and work with other people um, that are already out there doing good good stuff. So um, I wrote to 40 different people, local churches, local schools, um, 
local surgeries, um, citizens advice bureau, um, anyone that was anyone, social care, the police, and we just we put on a lunch um, last Wednesday, and out of those forty people, ten people came. So I was a tad disappointed that we didn't have a better response, but it was fine. It was good. And we started to share about open house and what our heart was um, and what we wanted to do. And, and the, the feedback was really positive. And the idea is, is that we would like agencies to refer into us. We also, um, last Saturday, uh, went to Holton Lee Community Fair and we started sharing with people um, that were there just again what what we wanted to do um and every person that came across the field i basically accosted them and said hello are you a local would you like to know about the new community project that's starting in litchit um, and we gave out loads of cards that day which was really good so why are we doing this why why are we bothering why why are we wanting to do this whole project? Well, we believe that everyone is created and loved by God. Um, and there's a lot of lost people in the world. And there's a lot of people um, that don't know Christ. And we were all lost once, weren't we? Um, and... At one time or another, we were living a life without Jesus. And life is hard, isn't it? You know, whether you're saved or whether you're not, there's a lot of challenges in life. Um, and if you don't know Christ and you have a massive crisis, where do you go? Who do you talk to? Not everyone has the luxury of having good family and friends that they can talk to. And we want Open House to be an expression of God's love. At the end of the day, we're all saved because God first loved us. And the reason why we're all here today is because of the cross, isn't it? Because Jesus died on the cross for us. That's what Trevor and the guys are going to be talking about when they do Alpha um, this coming week. You know, what, what, why are we all here and what, what is it about? And it, it is about God's love, isn't it? Jesus said that you should love your neighbour as yourself. Do we do that? Sometimes I do. On a bad day, I don't, if I'm honest. You know, you go to work, life is busy, you have other commitments. Do I love my neighbour as I really should do? I do try at times, but do we all do it every day? We have to say, maybe not. But we want to build a bridge with people and um, we want to be able to journey with people and, and walk alongside them um, with their struggles really. If someone's struggling, if they, have, um, if they have a difficulty and they feel like they're on their own, they can feel really isolated and it's the worst feeling in the world, isn't it? If you don't have someone to journey with you. Um, and sometimes people just want to sit down with someone and be listened to. I find that with kids at school. They just, sometimes they come in with kind of like a fake problem. But actually, when you sit down and 
and listen to them and you start digging and you just go a little bit deeper, you actually find that the, the problem that they come in with was actually, it was nothing to do with really what they wanted to talk about. But um, they just want to, they just want someone to, to listen to someone who will listen to them um, and journey with them. And also we want to give people um, a step up. Um, it's about empowering people to help themselves. Um, so say someone came in and they said, look, I haven't got any food this week. You know, I'm in a mess and um, my life, you know, is not going the way that I want it to go. Can you help me? We'd say, yeah, absolutely. You can have a food pack. You can have a household pack. It's not a problem. Um, you know, we'll bless them and send them on their way. If they come back a second week and they say, I've got no money for food and I need another pack, can I have one? The answer would be yes, of course you can have one. That's absolutely fine. If they come back a third time and they say, can I have another food parcel or a household pack? We would be saying, yes, you can, but why haven't you got any money for food? You know, come and sit down. Let's take a look at your finances. Is there anything we can help you with to get you into a a better place? Um, Journeying with them. Um, And helping them to believe that things can be different. The way that they are living right now, maybe it's not the best for some people, but it doesn't have to stay that way, does it? We as Christians have the privilege to say every day that God is always good and I am always loved. And that's God's promise to us. That's the covenant that he gives each one of us. If we look at Jesus' life, in Matthew 9, verse 36, it says, When Jesus saw the crowds, he had compassion on them, because they were confused and helpless, and like sheep without a shepherd. Haven't we all felt confused and helpless sometimes? And I think in the community, if people are confused and helpless and don't know Christ, then that's a hard place to be in. In Matthew 15, verse 32, Now Jesus called his disciples to himself and said, I have compassion on the multitude, because they have now continued with me three days and have nothing to eat. You know, Jesus is our role model, isn't he? Um, In all that we do. And Jesus has so much compassion for people when, um, when he was here on the earth. Um, and his ministry was about caring for people. He met their needs and he healed the sick and he blessed people and he ministered to them and he wanted the best for them without criticism or judgment. And he didn't, you know, when Jesus blessed people, when he healed them, he didn't say to them, so the mess you're in, did you create it or did someone else do it to you? It didn't matter to him, did it? It didn't matter to him. He just wanted to uh, see them set free and he spoke the truth to them. And when we speak the truth, it does set people free. He loved every imperfect person perfectly. That's what I want to do. I want to be able to love imperfect people 
with a perfect love. Not because I'm perfect, not because the rest of the team is perfect, but because we are made perfect in him. We want to be a practical blessing to our community and network with others and to generate real and lasting change. Queen Esther changed the nation. Maybe you feel you can never do that. But what you can do is love the one in front. That was Heidi Baker's motto, and it still is. And you look at her ministry today um, in Mozambique. She always said, just love the one in front, love the one in front. So you might say that you can't do that, that you're not qualified to help people because of what you've been through in your own life. We often feel broken people, don't we? Sometimes things happen to us in life and it's not easy. And being a Christian doesn't kind of excuse difficult times. Um, Maybe you feel that you're not able to give out to people anymore because of all that you've been through. I recently read a book um, called 1000 Gifts by Anne Voskamp. I know Bev's read it as well. And um, it really impacted my life. And... um, she set a challenge to write down 1,000 things um, that she was thankful for and her life um, from quite a young age had not been good and her sister had been killed in a, a, a hit-and-run car accident and she just found it really difficult. She held everything really tightly with closed hands and God really showed her how to open her hands and even through the difficult times to be really, really thankful And if you look up Thanksgiving in the Greek, um, within that Greek word, it actually includes um, the words grace and joy. So within Thanksgiving, there is always grace, always enough grace. And by being thankful, it actually gets us to a place of joy. Sometimes you discover that in giving thanks for the life you already have, you find the life you've always wanted. So, Anne Voskamp has now written another book. And um, can we just have the YouTube clip, Chris, just for three minutes? Because some of what she talks about with um, regarding her own book um, is really relevant to maybe somebody that feels that they're not able to give out because of what they've been through. live our one broken life with our one broken heart. The broken way, a daring path to the abundant life, is my deeply honest, raw story, a grand what if, a dare, where I discovered that wholeness and brokenness are not opposites. God proved to me that my brokenness makes abundance. And he wants to prove to you that the abundant life you crave 
is found right there in your hands, in the broken pieces of your life. In my story of taking the dare to take the broken way, I discovered that the miracle always happens in the breaking. The passion isn't about what or whom you want most, but for what or whom you most willingly sacrifice. The measure of your willingness to be broken and given is the measure of your capacity for communion and intimacy. That you are whatever you love. That you only love as much as you're willing to be inconvenienced. That the best way to de-stress is to bless. That suffering is never a meaningless waste of your life, but a meaningful way through your life. That the way to live with your one broken heart is to give it away. The Broken Way is the story of one broken woman touching the intimate communion of the cross and finding in that cross the form and shape of her life, cruciform, a vertical love that comes down and her grateful love that rises back to him, and then a love that breaks and is given horizontally out to a hurting and aching world, even especially bits of her broken self. I want this for you. And I want you not to merely believe these things. I want you to live these things. Because this is the story that has broken my fears. You don't have to be afraid of broken things. Because Christ is redeeming everything. This is God's broken promise. This is your dare to the broken way to abundant life. There's no other way. But a broken way. You only love as much as you're willing to be inconvenienced. That really made me think when she said that. There were some lovely people in our church that were very inconvenienced not so long ago when there was a family in need. And they showed love to that family. They were Jesus to that family. It inconvenienced them, but it didn't matter. They went the extra mile anyway. The best way to de-stress is to bless. Sometimes we can get really caught up with our own lives and what's going on. But, you know, if you bless someone else, it actually blesses you as well. And ultimately it blesses the Father's heart. So, what do we need for Open House to be successful? We've caught the vision, we've got a team, we've got a building, we've got an idea of what it looks like. Um, But we do need some more volunteers. The team that you saw um, earlier, not everyone can commit to every week. Um, I, um, I have forgotten to say... Um, just going back a bit, um, that I really, um, when I caught this vision and I really wanted to head this thing up, I couldn't see a way that I was going to be able to do it. Um, And I was kind of getting to that place where I knew that God wanted me to be a part of this, um, but I was working full time and I couldn't give up my job. and I was like, God, how, how is this actually going to happen? Um, and it got to the point where 
Paul said to me, just go into work and ask them if you can give up one day a week and tell them what it is you wanted to do. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay, so I went in and I just, I shared with two people at work, two deputy heads who are Christians and um, I just, I shared the vision and I shared the passion and I shared what we wanted to do and and I said to them, would you be prepared to release me one day a week, maybe just for six months, to head this thing up and see, just see if it's going to be a success or not. And I left it with them and I just prayed and I had peace about it. Um, well, about two days later, they came back to me and they said, do you know what? We believe in what you're doing and yes, we'll release you on a Wednesday, one day a week, which in schools, in the job that I'm in, it's a complete miracle in itself. Um, they just don't do that with my sort of job. So um, so I'm going to be there every week on a Wednesday. Uh, we need some more volunteers. If you feel that it's something that you would like to come and have a look at, you want to commit to, maybe not every week, but um, on a, a, a rotor system, then I would love to hear from you. We want to offer home-baked home home baked cakes on a regular basis. Um, it's free coffee and cake at the youth hut. Um, and we want to just bless people. We don't want people to have to pay for that. Um, we want to be able to just say, there it is. And home-baked is so much nicer than Tesco or Waitrose or wherever we shop. We need a laptop uh, and we need some funds. We need some money. Um, I have um, accessed and applied for a couple of grants and have had some letters to say, no, we don't, these particular grants aren't available um, to us at the moment. But what I'd really like is if someone um, feels that they would be prepared to look at grants and uh, and apply for grants um, on our behalf, that would be a real blessing because that's kind of like a job in itself. and um, I'm struggling a bit with that at the moment. It's quite time-consuming. Um, but you know, with every new project, you've got to have some money behind you. So if anyone just feels like they've experienced in that or they want to um, help in that area, then let me know. Um, and we need some people who will pray. You know, we're breaking new ground. This is a new thing. Um, and, but I believe that God's in it. I really believe that God's in it and I believe that he's smiling on us and he wants it to be a success just as much as we do. Um, and if people are willing to commit and pray, then um, that would just be lovely. So on the 12th of October, we're going to fling open the doors of the youth hut and just basically see what happens. Um, I really hope that we will touch people's lives and only... You know, if only one person came through the door that day, if only one person sat down and had coffee, if only one person said, do you know what, this is amazing. You know, I haven't spoken to anyone all week or, you know, you guys have really um, just taken the time to just um, sit and listen to me. It will be worth it. It will be worth it. If we give love and live large and love larger I wanted to be I want to be able to give love and live a really large life 
But most of all, I want to be able to love larger than I do now. I want God to really um, just stretch out my heart and I want to... I want to be able to love people like the Father loves them. I want to be able to look at someone and not judge them because of what they look like, the clothes that they're wearing, the size that they are, the way that they speak. I want to get to the point where none of that matters and it's just about our hearts being expanded so much that we see people through the eyes of the Father. We see people how the Father sees them. And I'm really excited about this project. I'm really pleased that we have such a great team of people. Um, and we would love to have more of you involved if you would like to be. So that's it. Thank you for listening. <laughs>